Hello, everyone, and welcome to the finale of The Vanishing Act, Season 2. I'm Lauren. And I'm Ian. And before we get started, we just have a few last pre-show announcements. I know, I know, but we promise to make them quick this time. First of all, a thank you to, well, you. Everyone who's joined us this far, you are the reason we do this, and we are so lucky to have you on this journey. And we so hope that you enjoy this episode. If you'd like to support us, please consider telling a friend. Or two. Maybe even three whole friends about the show. Or leave us a review if you feel so inclined. Also, if you'd like to support us monetarily via donation, or if you'd like to check out any merch that we have, you can check that out on our website, vanishingpod.com. Making this show is a labor of love, but it is unfortunately not a free labor of love to make. So any bit of help will go towards us making more of this thing that you hopefully enjoy. Finally, stick around at the end to hear a promo from our incredible friends at The Land Whale Murders, a new comedy audio drama about birders, murders, and a missing whale in 1890s New York that we think you will absolutely love. And now that we're done... Don't sit back. Don't relax. But do enjoy The the Vanishing Act. In the heart of a snowflake, like the one in your hand, lives a world full of wonder, like a wonderful land, where the people all smile when they pass in the street, and don't ask what helping you're on when you eat, where a warm fire waits in a fire-safe furnace, unlike the one I have, which actively burns us. Indeed, this world was kind, full of warmth and with cheer. Also, I didn't get burned bad, so there's no need to fear. But now back to Christmas, inside the snowflake, I feel like I should clarify, I didn't quite bake. I didn't need a bandage nor black out in a haze, but I did use some ointment for a couple of days. And I'm not gonna lie, it made some chores the worst. Try chopping some cabbage, you'll feel like you're cursed. But I count myself lucky. Indeed, truly, I do. For the people in Snowflake don't know what I went through. And in a way, that's what's special. A true Christmas gift to have something especially mine to live with. Now, back to the story, where I'm not gonna lie, I don't really remember what happened last time. So, to reiterate exactly where we just left off, we need to figure out where Eckhart is and how to get there And we only have one minute until curtain at the inaugural production and first full run-through of I'll Be Home for Christmas in front of a room full of eggnogged-up Nazis who all hate theater? Not quite, Gigi. Because I know exactly where Augie will be. A Very Vanishing Christmas by Ian Gears and Lauren Grace Thompson. Part 5, The Christmas Goose. Great. So, Lilith, are you going to tell us where Augie is, or am I going to have to guess? Because, yes, I can see Hunter. We're at places, and I do not have the time. I don't like to be the bad guy, but you did ask me to be a stickler. And I don't know where I'd be without it. Roquet. Augie is in Roquet with Schneeman and Lamarck. Lamarck? I'm sorry, the Lamarck? The magician? What, does he have some sort of relative here, or- I swear to God, if he's related to Schneeman and I spend years of my life helping Augie develop a play about a Nazi- No, the Lamarck, as in Jean-Jacqueline Lamarck, the 17th century stage magician who full matter transmutated through time and place twice before, and now plans to do it again. But that's not important right now. Oh, it isn't? Then by all means. Augie is in the audience. In the center of the area, the vanishing box is programmed to vanish. We need to think fast! Okay, and I hear you, but thinking can be done backstage. Hey, wow, that's a great idea. I love that. Great, let's go. Who dares finally open the house for the great and powerful SS Board of Directors? It was I, Harold. Now, you may kiss my ring and begin seating announcements. 
General Schneeman, Director of Admissions. The amazing Vincenzo, Union Protected Magician and SS Magic Consultant. Augie Delia Eckhart, Guest. Really getting the VIP treatment here. General Otto Pfefferkuchen, Recruitment Liaison and Head Volleyball Coach. Oh my god. That's so sweet, Harry. Hey, make sure you're giving yourself a shout out too. Thank you, General Otto. Harold, Harold, SS, Harold. Tight. Oh, is it tight? General Pfefferkuchen? Tight, like a firm handshake, or tight, like my jacket after a romp in the rain? Because what I think is tight is how much more the Fuhrer is going to like my super-secret Christmas present than yours. And what I think is super sweet and tight is camaraderie and friendly competition among friends. If the Fuhrer likes your gift more than mine, then I'm just happy he likes the gift. Praise be to he. Oh, yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> Me too as well. Praise be to he. <laughs> Anyways. I look forward to seeing your little skit. Herr Delia Eckhart, the amazing Vincenzo, let's take our seats. I can't wait. Here, I'm just gonna take the aisle. I have a weak bladder. I don't wanna make a thing of it. Oh, then there's only one way to make that bladder strong. Here, you can sit right in between the amazing Vincenzo and myself. Snug as a bug in an SS military grade puppy skin rug. Oh, God. Comfortable. Depends. Could you magic me a pillow? Hmm. No. Hmm. Then what's the use of even being magic at all? It is one minute past the hour! Where is the show? The schedule can't run like clockwork if we're not going to work when the clock says. And that clock didn't speak at all. Uh, gentlemen! Gentlemen, the gentlest of men! <laughs> we can't start the show until the guest of honor arrives. We don't want to be rude. Actually, I seem to remember from the Surgerike Bylaws number 1202, perhaps you've heard of it, that in the event of a ranked officer's tardiness to any public event, performative or otherwise, the event must begin as scheduled. It's all right, everyone. He's young. He's still learning. I think we're all familiar with the schnooze you lose law, General. I merely wanted to suggest a one-time amendment, seeing as the importance of our tardy party. Fine. A vote, then. All in favor of getting this show, as well as the arts program, over and done with? Aye! Aye. And all those in favor of delaying our already delayed schedule? Aye. Good. The eyes have it. That's democracy, fair and square. Fine. But when the Fuhrer arrives, if he's lost in the plot for any reason, we go back and we start this whole show over again. Deal? Vita minds as sharp and all-knowing as his. I don't see that happening at all, so... Sure? <laughs> if it gets this thing going, deal. All right, man, get ready to see a play. Oh, All right, I just have a little speech prepared. Always time for pre-show announcements. Solely gentlemen, I know you all. And I know you all know me. And I know that you know that we all know that outside of these walls, there's a battle waging. That's right. A battle for the bulge of mankind. Don Tutin. A battle for the meaning of Christmas. He can't let them take Christmas away. Well, tonight, in this room, I have the raddest of honors and tightest of privileges to share a special story. A story of hope and perseverance. A story of the wars that we wage not just in the air, land, and sea, no, but in our hearts. A story handed down from the all-knowing King Father Mac Daddy Fuhrer himself a story about the true meaning of Christmas. Now, through the combined efforts of our guest artists, the writer of the SS War Handbook, Stockholmless, Rudyard T. Codswallop, oh. and ghost writer, oh. 
of the 1937 prestige American drama, the glorious and mournful sort, C.W. Christen, as well as Herr Anton Hirschgartz, theater slash humanity slash public speech slash woodshop class. I am proud to present as part one of my gifts to the Fuhrer, Hi! Behold! For Christmas! Oh god, here we go. Oh god, here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. It's cold, the month is December, and I just want to go, cause I can't remember the last time that we spoke, that wasn't a letter, it was so long ago, it's felt like forever, cause girl, the snow is falling, I hear the Rhineland calling, can't wait to see blonde hair sprawling You know I ain't talking about Stalin Santa, don't forget me, I'm on my way The allies and the snowfall are trying to ruin my day Mistletoe made swastikas are on display And baby, I'll be home for Christmas oh, Is this what the arts are teaching our kids? Hey, hey General, excuse me, I don't want to be that guy But there's a show happening right now From a group of kids who are straight up crushing it, okay? Thank you Okay, think, Augie, think There was a... Wait, am I having an inner monologue right now? Are my... My lips aren't moving. This is an inner monologue. Oh, I can't believe I leveled up like this right before I'm about to be vanished. That fucking figures. No. Augie, feel sorry for yourself later. After you've found a way out. Okay. Now. Think, brain. Think. What around here can I use in a fight? Wait, that's not you. Who around here can you provoke into a fight? Ugh, this would be a lot easier if I didn't have to acknowledge theater etiquette just to prove a point. If I wouldn't look like a hypocrite for ignoring theater etiquette, I'd say let's just stop the show and vanish them now. Right, but we can't do that because it would be bad. It would. Did you see how much it took for me to get this class to believe in themselves? Now look at them! Okay, but you don't even get that without working your ass off. Klaus, what are you? He's abandoning the blocking. Do you see this shit, Anton? No, young Gigi, that shall be two bucks in this off and we get back. Just take it now, Hunter. It's not like chocolate milk will be back on the menu anytime soon anyway. And you're most certainly not bringing it back faster with that attitude. Besides, how do you know Klaus abandoned blocking? Knowing him, he probably just forgot. The fact that doesn't keep you up at night really makes me question your professionalism. Wait a minute, is that Conrad? Yep, he makes his big entrance after the last chorus. It is kind of amazing how even with a mustache, he looks exactly the same. Santa put his schnitzel down, he's on his way. He's stepping on Churchill's coffin in his sleigh. When it comes to the solution, he's got the final say, cause baby he'll be home for Christmas. Zeke, I'll be home for Christmas.
Christmas. Oh, Christ. So, this is the art. My ears aren't bleeding after all. Oh, my schnapps and stripes, boys. It's uh, Adolf. Adolf, is that you? You always see right through me, Ava. Yes, it's me, Adolf Hitler. And I... I... <laughs> So, this was your Christmas present, Otto? The Fuhrer sobbing on stage like a boy who's only now realizing his father may never return from that cigarette voyage? Oi, Gewalt, this is not good. Am I still under monologuing? Hey! Hey! Dicks! No, Augie, come on, say something meaningful, thoughtful. If you could say anything in the world right now, what would you... Oh, God! Watch the elbows, you bony shit! God, fuck you, Schneeman. And fuck you. And fuck you. And fuck you. And fuck you. <sighs> Wait, oh, what was I doing? No, Ava. I'm not crying because of how talented a painter, handballer, an accordionist I am. I'm crying because the other kids wouldn't let me play in all their reindeer games. Hmm. You mean the Jewish ones? If only there was a way for me to show that I'm just as good as them. Or what's better than good, Ava? Gee, I don't know, Adolf. Better awfully seems better than good to me. It's okay to be better. <sighs> Sorry, he just looked so sad. You're right, Ava. The answer was inside me all along. I don't need to be friends with those jerks. Hooray! I'm so glad I could help you realize you didn't need my help, Adolf. Yeah! But do you know what I still want for Christmas? Ava? No, what? Friends. Then Adolf, I guess I'm your gift. Aww. This year, that may be true, Ava. But after that, I'll have more friends. Oh, Adolf, really? You bet. I'm gonna have my own race of friends. And they'll all be smarter, faster, fairer, and more attractive than any other race of friends in the world. Oh, Adolf, really? Can I be in your race of friends? Of course you can, Ava. As long as you're not one of them, you can be one of me. And we'll need plenty of idea-driven, physically attractive, and publicly submissive women if we want to show the world how great we are. Oh, Adolf, really? That sounds right in my lane. You'll see, Ava. The rest of the world will not see us coming. That was my joke. How did... Crafty Theater strikes again. Oh my god, that's how the party got its name! He came up with it in such a pivotal moment in his life. And look at the swastika on Ava's eye patch. I bet that where that came from too. Oh. oh, hush up. You still have four more time jumps in the dream ballet before you've got to go on. You know? I truly cannot believe I'm saying this, but Klaus really pulled it off out there. Way to earn that candy cane cane. Yeah, because Lamarck couldn't have tampered with the machine because he didn't even touch the machine. Unless he was really magic, and then he wouldn't need to touch the machine. No, damn it, von Hitzler, it's not real. There is no magic. There's just science. Cold hard facts. The bare bone binary of the expressible objective truth. Right? Right. Glad that's settled. So do you want to check? Check! Are you kidding? The rest of the set is scaffolding! You can't! 
cannot make an unnoticed cross behind scaffolding. Oh, but young Gigi, I seem to remember a wise young German set designer I'm talking to right now once said, scaffolding is the most versatile set building material there is. Well, he was wrong. Look, there's an opportunity to cross in the darkness after the dance of the sugar plum Nazis. Thank you. Does this mean I'll miss Rudyard in a tutu? If it makes you feel any better, I'm devastated to miss it too. We've got to figure out a way to get Augie out of that audience. Oh, yeah. Great point. Right, I was going to say that. Yes. So, no ideas from any of you. Great. That's fine. Totally feeling the ensemble right now. No, you're right. There's still another backstory scene before the dance. Let's think. Honestly, I'll probably just sneak out into the audience and tell Shneem and I need Augie backstage because the machine wasn't turning on or something. Should I just do that? I'm just going to do that. All right, I shall be back before the dance, which means you're on duck duty. I swear to God, if I hear another quack backstage at my show. Oh, does she have the stage release? She's about to have her role replaced by a rock and brown felt is what she's about to have. Listen, I don't know if you've ever been backstage during a problematic school play in front of an audience full of fascists who already see you as irrelevant, but it's not helped by a diva Christmas goose. I don't even know with her. Anyway. Wish me luck. Don't say! Merd. Break a leg and a heart, Herr Oeschgart. All right, the dance is about to start. Boys, this play really moves. It was written in one night. And it's going surprisingly smoothly. But I'm going to get into position to check the box. All right, we are going to get into position to check the box. Rudyard, Conrad, nice stuff out there. The story's traditional, if a bit played out, but they seem to be eating it up like a Sunday afternoon at the Pasadena Wienermobile. Oh my god, sugar plum Nazis! That's clever and delicious! Now, I'm off. Well, if she was gonna use a smoke bomb, then why did we have this whole ordeal in the first place? Fucking adults! You doing alright, old chap? I'm getting sort of a walled-off feeling from your Hitler tonight. Oh, are you? Huh, I hadn't noticed. Well, you're doing wall as well, I guess. Oh god, an attempt at wordplay. What's wrong? Are you still upset about- Shouldn't you be getting into your leotard, old sport? True professionals always wear the leotards underneath their field blouse. Everyone knows that. Oh, fun. And I guess, since I didn't know how to properly preset my costume on myself, I'm not a part of the royal everyone. Now, if you'll excuse me. Now hold on just a fig for a minute, Connie. You're making a mountain out of a molehole. It's not like this is the end of the world. You know what? Who says it isn't? We're performing a play we wrote last night for an audience of people who made up their minds that they hated us before they even walked in the door. And we're still standing here making choices about what they want. But it's our show. And that's the beauty of live theater at the end of the world, Rudy. It can be anything we want, even if it's exactly what we wrote. Connie, I... Now, if you'll excuse me, I must cross upstage left and drop in. Well, far be it from me to interrupt your process. Yikes. I do not want to be there for that drunken cast party encounter. Me neither, but I bet the invite would be nice. All right. Okay, everything in here looks fine. Looks good, exactly how I left it before. Now think, Von Hitzler, think. He says the only time the machine has worked was when he was there. Not now, Devora. I have to brainstorm out loud in order to figure this out. He said both times the machine worked, he was there, but, but it worked for me back at the university. But he could have been there committing one of those slashings that ultimately came to nothing. Or not, because we would have found a dead body on campus the next day. So then Lilith, what were the conditions under which the machine worked? Great question, me. It was after hours. Maybe get a bit more granular than that. Right. It was transporting an apple? Now come on, you didn't have an apple with you at Lamarck's show or Augie's when it worked. Apple be damned, you're right, me. Wait, was it me? Was it because I was there? Am I the secret? Okay, you're at a 10 on the self-important scale, kid. I'm gonna need you to humble down to the standard 8.5. Right, harsh, but yeah. There must be something I'm missing. 
Devorah, I know you and I both have limited backstage experience, but you really need to... Devorah, I'm here. You don't want to see me get to here. I got my golden third eye in Transcendental Meditation and took a Reiki class one so that only I could ever get myself to here. Capiche? Lilith, what's the holdup? Devorah needs to be stage left for her entrance as the Christmas goose. We are already at Operation Gumball Drop. Then we're into the final number. Fine, Gigi, take her. Please, I need to think. Yes, you can walk by yourself, but hurry. Stage left entrance. Hunter is waiting for you. You know what was on the list of things I thought I'd never say? That duck really knows its way backstage. So, how's Project Remove Captain Butthead from the audience? Wait, what did you just say? Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm glad you're here too. What even is this blocking? No one's interacted with the set at all. That kid did all that work for nothing. Should have created an Eckhart's Law about not trying as hard. Or, at the very least, seeing a run of the show first? Psst. Augie, over here. Anton, what are you doing here? Augie, why are you looking at me and not speaking? Shit, sorry. I have an inner monologue now. There's no time to give you a ribbon. I need you to- Anton, what are you doing in the aisle like a common pretzel hawker? Not a fan of your own show? Well, that will certainly make this vote easier. Oh my G-D. Seriously, General, you... Oh, hey, Herr Hirschgard, great stuff up there. We, we love, love it. it. See, they hate it. Now, what are you doing here? I just needed Augie, Herr Delia Eckhart, backstage with me. The machine is... blinking. Wildly. Oh, god damn it, it is? Blinking, you say? Yes, wildly. And I need the... Lilith needs... Fraulein von Hitzler, you know, <laughs> demands Augie backstage to give it the magic touch. Oh, right. <laughs> the magic touch? That is what they call me. It, my touch. I excuse me. Not so fast, Herr Delia Eckhart. General, if it's all the same to you, wouldn't the magic touch best be administered by moi? And my real magic? Ah, the amazing Vincenzo. Your adjectives serve you right. Why don't you- Much obliged. Au revoir, Augie. Well, now look, the whole audience stops watching the show in order to watch a smoke bomb go off and applaud the literal air. <laughs> Looks like the arts can't really hold their attention after all. Look here, General, we made a deal, a pact, and Fjorgen as my witness, we're in the home stretch, and we all deserve to see if these amazing actors are gonna win the war and save Christmas. Is he kidding, or does he really not understand traditional story structure? Maybe he thinks the show might subvert it. Like a show with the Dance of the Sugar Plum Nazis could subvert anything. Promoting you at age 16 was the biggest mistake of my life. And the best moment of mine. Praise be to he. Yes. Praise be. Fine. Now both of you, please sit down. I'm sure, with the amazing Vincenzo and the Aryan race at her back, Fräulein von Hitzler won't need any help in getting the machine up and not blinking so wildly. Right. <laughs> Shit. Fräulein von Hitzler. Expecting... someone else? There's a fine line between expecting and hoping, Jean. Jacqueline. I don't care. Capiche? And in the days of senseless oversight and woolen pant legs, I might agree with you. However, I must insist we move forward with, at the very least, reverential formality. For a moment so grand as this, Fräulein von Hitzler. Look at you being respectful, Johnny boy. I just wanted to be here with you firsthand to let you know your little pish-posh applesauce of a plan to save Herr Eckhart wouldn't help your little endeavor. I'm not planning on stopping anything. See, we both want the same thing, Jean-Jean. That's why I called you here. That's so strange, because I'm pretty sure I smoke-bomb operated here after you sent Herr Hirschfelder to get little Augie. So I believe I control this converse. And if I hadn't literally just been through this experience with you mere days and or seven years ago, I might be genuinely thrown off. But now, I just want to get to the point. The point that with my presence, the box will succeed in vanishing all of the occupants of this theater? Fine, let's get to it. 
I propose an amendment to your plan. Qua. You and I both want to vanish the occupants of this room, but I just need a few of them to stay behind. You can have all of the officers, the other teachers, the mice and the cellars for all I care. Just leave me the orphans and my friends. Mm, no can do, as the large and in-charge Americans say. Only I control the box, and it must vanish everyone. Huh. All right. All right. That's it? No more bargaining for their lives like useless letters to Santa? Well, Jean, you mind if I call you Jean? Yes. You're a man of principles. And you put up a very telling fight, Fraulein. Meaning? Meaning, if work is the measure of force by volume, then the amount of force by which you are fighting to save the volume of your friends is equal to the amount of work a child puts into eating their canned ration of peas. None. That was a long walk. Yet here it's led us, you and I at odds again, battling over the soul of our magical and scientific Enfant. So you admit it needs science to run. I admit that it couldn't hurt to have it as a back pocket option, like change of trousers or an engineering degree. Think about it, Fräulein von Hitzler. You have already said we essentially have the same plan. What if we worked together? Perhaps I was a bit too bold in my assertion. It took boldness to achieve what we've achieved, Fräulein von Hitzler. Bold recognizes bold. Well, Eva, this is it. The 11th hour of a war, and it's only 23 o'clock. Yes, a war that no matter what the body count is, supplies we've had depleted, or submarines we've lost, we're definitely still winning. Yeah! But, oh, Adolf, I'm scared. Eva, you... Scared? Ah! I never thought I'd see the day. Well, I am. This may very well be the end of... Sorry, that's not... Um... <clears throat> Awkward. Uh... <clears throat> I am scared because... Oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, shit. Dropping his lines. Classic non-union. It is so satisfying to watch this happen to him. <clears throat> Not the time. Got it. Think about it, Fräulein. With Eckhart and the rest of his rogues gallery of horse fecal, what do you gain? I... Nothing. The answer is nothing. You know, if you want someone on your team, maybe don't interrupt them. An understandable concern. See? I can listen. I can take a note. Can you say the same for your middle-class hangers-on? Or was that not you in the award-winning courtyard last night who just wanted to vanish the school and get on with your day? Go on. You wanted to leave, but they made you stay. Guilted you, in fact. Never letting your true genius spread its falcon-like wings and soar. But with me, we can vanish them all right now and travel throughout time and space at our own whim, like a never-ending holiday of chaos. No responsibilities. We. Oui. Having my hand in every major scientific breakthrough in history. We, oui, we. Oui. Total equal partnership. We, we, we. All the we home. All right, Lamarck, let's do it. Congratulations, Fräulein von Hitzler, on saying yes to the death. Tinny. I'm scared, you see, because this fear, this fear that, that I, um... Rudy, uh, I'm going to stop you right there. I would whisper your line to you, but I don't know it. Of course you don't. And I don't need it because... Because... I wonder if she's scared. <laughs> Am I right? Shh. Because... Because... 
I appreciate the dedication, but I'm pretty sure you only say scared once and... Oh, piss it. Because you were right. I know. But... Why? You were right, because... I am scared. For the first time in my life, actually, I am really, truly scared, and that is strange for people like me. Specifically me, actually. See, there have always been these people everywhere that I resented or thought I was better than or was genuinely wholeheartedly embarrassed for. People who held on so tight and had so much to lose and were so... scared. And I thought, what was the point when you could just... not? It's not worth it, really. Truly, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Shh! But I was wrong. The reason I was never scared before was because I didn't have anything to lose. Which was lovely in its own way, believe me. But it also meant that I didn't actually have anything. And those people, the ones I was embarrassed for, you remember, they were living way more than I ever was because they had someone to live with, to love with, to be scared with. And that is worth it. Look, as I have said many times, I am scared of so many things, but most of all, that here, at the end of the world, I won't have you to be scared with. That's the most beautiful thing anyone has ever said to me. Or my name isn't Adolf Hitler! Well then, as the blind Russian prophet said, on Christmas night when all hope is lost, remember true love's Christmas kiss, and all shall be... been so blind before, turning off my own ambitions just so the others could try and keep up. Yes, keep bad-mouthing them. This is good. Holding me down and using my box in their plays and morally upholding plots. Good. Let the revelation of annoyance flow through you. Oh, it's flowing, Johnny boy. Let's hit that switch. Uh, now? Yes, now, before I change my mind. Then, without further ado, Fräulein von Hitler, let us bid au revoir to the occupants of the Wusselberg Schlossenschule. Did it work? I was just getting it ready. Even a magical object needs to warm up for a big finish! Sutalor, what in the... Did you check the calibrations? No, I should not need to check the calibrations. I am the box's magical god engine. I don't even know what this word means, calibrations. Now let me just... Ah! Hmm, interesting. It's almost like if the box doesn't work consistently for me and the box doesn't work consistently for you then maybe the box works for something or someone else. That is profoundly impossible. Who else has even been in this close-up contact with... I'll give you a hint. The infernal duck! My former assistant! Impossible. Where is she? Stage left. Fine. I'll be back for you. Fräulein von Hitler. Smoke us, bombers! And now that those fireworks are done, we'll deliver our explosive gift to the Allies. Who would have thought the war and Christmas would be won by a Christmas goose? Well, I knew it. Or my name isn't 
Adolf Hitler. I have returned. You dare tell non-truths to moi? I scoured the left side of the stage and could not find fowl, nor fish, nor fish-eating fowl. I thought you'd know, since you used to perform on stages and all, that in the theater, left is just right from backwards. Knock, knock, allies. Christmas goose delivery. <laughs> Mad. Augie, is the box supposed to do that? Depends on what you mean by supposed to. Special effects, three dimensions. I love the theater. This is just like those scriptures that I wrote. Praise, praise. Vincenzo, not yet. The Führer hasn't arrived. Otto can't win. The important telegram just received. Generals, stop. Can't make it. Stop. Blizzard, stop. Going to bunker down. Stop. Merry Xmas. Signed, Hitler. Oh, come on! Oh, my God. Augie? That wasn't... Was that? No, Anton. But it was science. Did you... Did you see what I... Oh, yes! Yes! Lilith, thank God you're alive. Huh, thank God. Look at me. I really am growing. Whew, I don't know if either of you have discovered the secret to full matter transmutation before, but that is a rush! <laughs> Wait, discover? You said you knew. What were we doing going into a plan without a plan, Lilith? That's not how plans work. Yeah, but who even plans anymore? I do. And I did, but then I realized what it actually was. The true secret of the vanishing box. <coughs> Conrad? Rudyard? Is that you? Augie? If it's just you, then yes, it's us. If it's you and a rogue Nazi or two, then no, it's the actors from the show. Technically, both options are true. They are. They are. They are. Oh, shit, my class. Damn it, I was trying to see how long it was going to take you till you remembered. You thought about them and didn't think to check to see if they're okay? Well, I thought you'd remember. I... Not today. Gigi? Uh, yeah? Klaus? Sir? Class? Present! Hunza? Yes, Hunter. I was going to call for you next. I was going alphabetically. Oh, it's that classic Zimmer impatience. I apologize, Herr Hirschfelder. <gasps> Anton? Shh. Am I supposed to know why we're whispering? The halls here are very acoustically sound. Hirschfelder? Hirschfelder! Anton Hirschfelder! Griffstein. Griffstein! Conrad Webley Rabinowitz Griffstein. Well, butter my biscuit and clot my cream. They're all gone. Vanished, you could say. But where did they go? Gigi, we can worry about that later. But tonight, who cares? Sure, the adult doesn't worry. Take this down as Eckhart's Law number four or five, kid. Sometimes you gotta take the little victories, like getting out of work 20 minutes early, casting someone with combat experience when you don't have time to reinforce a platform, vanishing a theater of Nazis, but miraculously not losing any of your named friends in the process. You've never even heard of safety codes, have you? Not on Christmas, I haven't. Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that? Don't be scared, Augie. It was just a... I wasn't scared. <laughs> yes, you were. Okay, fuck, fine. I was. And you know what? That's okay. The new Augie is totally fine with that. Gah! <laughs> now the question is, who's ringing that bell? Or who's ringing that Christmas bell? That is the exact same thing. No. No, it's not. It sounds like it's coming from... Hunter? What the... Oh, it is so fine, Herr Erschwilder. This is what was always supposed to happen. You see, every time a group of acquaintances overcomes their differences, 
to vanish a theater full of bigots using the performing arts and the scientific method, a Zimmer gets his things. A tale as old as Chaim. So long, friends, and may the spirit of Zimmer always be with you. I'll miss you the most, Hunter. Considering his only other recent competition, I'd say it wasn't a very high bar. Well, he cleared it. He cleared it. What the f- And now that we've had a day to triple-check the castle is empty of Nazis and come to grips with whatever the hell happened with Hunter... I hate that. I guess it's finally time to say our goodbyes. Yeah, I guess so. What are you going to do at the castle? Because if you don't want it... Well, at the risk of disappointing my college self, I was actually thinking of keeping the school going. Oh, thank God. I do not have a backup option. Obviously, I'll have to gut the entire curriculum, or at the very least, put what I've actually been teaching and writing, purge all the paperwork connecting the castle to the SS, change the name... Oh, what are you going to change it to? Yeah, that was the only one I wanted to know about, too. Wow, you're both catching me a bit unawares, but, hmm. The option I'm leaning towards most is Hirschfelder School for Yamakud Youngsters. That felt pre-planned. Like I'm not prepared. It's going to be tough running a whole school with no staff. <coughs> Christ on a chimney, Connie. Were you about to laugh at the word staff? No. <laughs> staff? <laughs> you know, running the school, I won't have a ton of time to teach theater, Augie. Can't imagine that you would. It would be great to have someone I know and trust, and trust that knows the subject. Seems like ground-level qualifications there. I think you're worth more. Augie, I swear to whatever you believe in now. Still nothing, probably. Cool. So what do you say? What do I say? I mean... You know, you're the second person to offer me a job teaching theater in one or seven years. You can be in charge of the whole program. Choose the season... Pick the textbooks. Mm. You don't have to do any theater games. Damn, now that's enticing. And I'll let you be the technical director. What? Sold. Really? really? Honestly? Yeah. For now, anyway. Un until things start to settle. You know? I do. But Anton, what about what you promised? Gigi, I know for a fact that in no iteration of any conversation that we have ever had that I promise you could be the technical director of a school. You are 11 and 4 months years old. But I'm the only one that wears the goggles at the saw. Hey, Gigi, Gigi, trust me, you don't want this responsibility. Carrying around a title that inspires curiosity and confidence in my physical and mental capabilities? Ugh. I honestly think it would go to your head. I mean that as a mentor. Heard. But you know, Augie, as a technical director, it could be a wise move to take on an intern. A what? Right. Right. It would. Well, Gigi, my boy. Gigi's fine. But fine's not good enough for me because you, Gigi, my boy, are going to be my number two. My eyes and ears all over this shit dump. You'll basically grab him coffee, order materials, and do all the work he's too lazy to do. And in exchange, you can pick his brain all about his experiences. Yeah. Just, like, not when I'm busy. But, yeah. Hmm. Does it pay? I just said it pays an experience. Isn't that good enough? No. Well, we can't pay a student, so how about you get a class credit and I can get you out of the cardio-heavy days of PE? Hmm. Deal. But once I graduate, I'm getting paid. Trust me, kid. If I'm still here by then, I'll give you my salary. Hmm. For my first order of intern business, I will be cataloging this bet. And for my first order of mentor business, I'll say, bring it on, you little dork. Well, Aunt Eckhart, I wasn't expecting to have to say goodbye so soon, but it looks like our burgeoning friendship was just one more casualty of the gluttonous rage of Christmas. Uh, huh? It would seem that way. Connie, what is he doing right now? He's... He's being a good friend. Well, Augie, I guess this is 
This is this. Nope. Whew. Okay. Uh, you know, you know what? I'm not going to say goodbye, but I am going to, I am going to say, see you. Don't because I'll see you later. I'm staying too. What? Thank God. Did you really just say that? On Christmas, you tell the truth, buddy. Wow. So how about it, Anton? Got any more departments that need a hand heading them? Literally all of them that aren't theater. Yes. Excellent. I'll take English, my native tongue, and chosen field before a brief stint as a ghost recipient of an Academy Award-winning screenwriter and becoming a teacher right now. Well, Anton, I think you can tell by the way that sentence was structured. You may not just need one man for the job, but rather two. Really? Really? Well, I didn't get a standing ovation for my portrayal of Ava Braun just to start over as a cocksure bachelor again, now did I? And we'll teach together and work on the new novel? God damn it, in the last 12 hours you two had time to break a novel? Among other things... A bed. It was a bed. Technically, it was a cot. It was a cot. But it did happen. Ugh, mazel tov, I guess. The book was actually Connie's idea. It's quite brilliant. I told him if he wanted, I'd be happy to give it a fresh set of I. <laughs> well, that's grammar and math out, I guess. It's a novel about change. Nobody asked. The ever-moving hands of time against the tick, tick, ticking away of our moral and ethical codes. A story about a man and a box and woman and another box and a group of best friends who travel throughout time and place, solving its mysteries forever. I call it Infinite Best. Damn, that's a good title. It was Rudy's Christmas present. One of many. How am I not supposed to acknowledge that? Not my problem. Okay, anyway, Lilith, you're next. Why are you going to stay, and what are you going to teach? It's science, isn't it? Well, actually, I... Ah, ah, ah. Wait, I remember. If you stay at the school with all of us, then you will teach science. Did I do that right? Nah, I did that right. I'm not staying. What? 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 I... What? Don't get me wrong, Augie. Staying here and running Hirschfelder School for Yamakid Youngsters is the admirable thing to do. You might even say the right thing to do if you're the Ethics Guild of Martinique or my mother. But we've now been through the box enough times to know it doesn't erase you. It just spits you out in another time in another place. And now that I know how to work it, now that we know, it would itch at me too much to know that they're still out there. Like an ant. Crawling across your nose during your nightly astral projection. But you don't know where they are. That could take years. Like, I don't want to bore you with the math, but... No, please, bore us. How long would it take exactly? <laughs> you beat me to Colony's bluff. It's a lot of years, all right? A lot, huh? Is that the metric system? Conrad, not you two. Sorry, it's Christmas. I'm just saying, we don't know exactly where they all are. But we do know what we can do here and who we'll be doing it with. And if they ever do come back, and if we stay here, then maybe more people will be ready for it. Right? <sighs> Anton? Speaking. Would you happen to be looking for any part-time workers? Maybe a visiting faculty member to fill in any gaps? Perhaps in the history, mathematics, sciences, physical education, enlightenment, or trades departments? Like I've been saying this whole time, I just have these three, and they're technically only stretched over one and a half departments. Then I suppose I have some lesson plans to write. This weekend, there will be charts. But first, I do have to make a stop. God, can't we just all take the night off so I don't feel guilty about taking the night off? I'll be back before you know it. I've just got to see a family about a Christmas dinner I missed in 1699. Well, just be careful out there. It's snowing. It's took us off. Yeah, right. We're inside. How the fuck would you even know that? You can hear it from the hallway. It's very acoustically sound. 
Sweet Saint Nicholas, he's right. Aw, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Huh. Snow on Christmas. If that's not just goddamn adorable. Twas a night like tonight, not a flake out of place, when our loving crew vanished the Aryan race. And yes, I'm still here, don't think I forgot. I was merely waiting, and waiting a lot. In fact, now that I think of the size of my role, I'm honestly kind of annoyed on the whole. But that's not very Christmas at the end of the day, which is more about the friends that we made on the way. It's a little bit science, the world changing its season, and a little bit magic, influencing our reason. So for now, the show's over. Exits left or stage right. Ta-ta now, my ducklings, and to all a good night. Vanishing Act is written and directed by Ian Gears and Lauren Grace Thompson. This episode was sound designed by me, Daniel Eddie Williams. And original music was composed by Baltimore. This episode featured Sarah Price as Augie Eckhart, Tina Munoz Pandya as Lilith von Hitzler, Daniel Milhouse as Conrad Webley Griffstein, Sam Hubbard as Rudyard T. Codswallop, Lawrence Stepney as Anton Hirschfelder, Lydia Hiller as Gigi, Rob Kozlarik as Schneeman, Eric Eilerson as Otto, Chris Visaraga as Lamarck, Makeup Jendel as Hunter Zimmer, Brandon Wilders as Officer 1, Michael Morrow as Officer 2, Jay Donnelly as Officer 3, Daniel Eddie Williams as The Herald, Ian Gears as Klaus, and Lauren Grace Thompson as the narrator. The original song featured in this episode, Home for Christmas, was written by Ian Gears and Baltimore. Additional compositions and voices by Ian Gears. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at VanishingPod or on our website, VanishingPod.com. And Merry Christmas. And now, as an extra Christmas gift, we hope you enjoy this trailer for The Land Whale Murders. The Land Whale Murders is a fast and funny comedy podcast whose first season is currently airing wherever you get podcasts. If you're a fan of the historical fiction twist on comedy and mystery you hear on our show, we think this will be a perfect fit for you. From the team that brought you The Fall of the House of Sunshine and What's the Frequency, the show features musical numbers, angry avian adventures, and a cast of over 80 talented voice actors. Find them at landwhalepod.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy! I have come across a story forgotten by history, but it needs to be told. Our extremely true tale takes place in New York City in the year 1896. Why is someone trying to kill the four elementals? And just who are these four elementals? Well, there's... I am Hyrule Blood, sailor of the seven seas. And... I am Angus Troop, mistress of fern and stem. Also... I am Marianne Blood, wielder of the red-hot pen of poetry. And lastly... I am Eugene Nedley, master birder. I know all the birds of Audubon by their secret names. The four elementals stumble on a plot that could destroy the city, and perhaps the world. No, not the world, but the city. That's still pretty big, right? Anyway, to solve this mystery, they'll need some help. But who's? Maybe this fellow. Take that! <laughs> oh, yikes! <laughs> nice try with the choppers. These bushy-tailed beasts won't stop me. Try it, you tree rats! Ha ha ha!
<laughs> no squirrel bests me, Police Commissioner Theodore Roosevelt. But mostly, they get the aid of... I'm almost Officer Shandle Blum, but everyone calls me Doubles. Because of your... Um... Because I'm a lady and Jewish, Commissioner wanted to open up the police force and let women and Jews save, so they hired me. I check two boxes. But just who are they up against? What vile, wretched cur wants to destroy the city? Well, maybe it's the whale oil baron, Henry B. Lovins. The whale oil powers America. We light our homes, heat our houses, oil our wool, style our hair, create perfume, and make margarine with it. But then, who is this? And why is this? Well, well. Dr. True. It looks like we caught you. <laughs> Green-handed. <laughs> Pirate Penny. The masked leader of the blowhole gang. Oh, my reputation proceeds. Oh. And what about... I overheard them talking about Project Land Project Landwell. Project Landwell. Project Landwell cannot be stopped. And what is Project Landwell? No, that would be telling. And this is a trailer, not a telling you everything. So tune your podcast receivers in the direction of the secret signal of this audio drama. Or just subscribe on the podcatcher of your choice. And try to solve the mystery... The Land Whale Murders, coming soon.